Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. For what He has said about you and your family, your prayer should be in agreement with what God has done for you. You know, when you're not seeing those areas then pray those areas into being. You know, the Bible says that Abraham understood that God called those things that be not as though they were. And the Bible says that he would say what he desired into that place. The Bible says that God called those things that be not as though they were. Now, what do we say? We say what God has said according to what he has promised, according to who we are, what he has done. And that we do in prayer, we do in our mind, we do in our lives. I tell you, it's so important. When you're not seeing what God has said, then begin to say what God has said so you can see what God has said manifest in your life. When you have not seen what God has said manifested in your life, you need to begin to say what God has said, in agreement with him so that you can see what God has said manifested in your life. You know, it's so important today that we do. But I'm going to tell you, one of the things that I have found, you know, it's like sowing and reaping. You might sow, but yet harvest doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come on the same day or even tomorrow. doesn't mean it's not, but most of the time it doesn't. And there is a seed, time, and then harvest. But what happens when we've sown our seed? What happens when we have prayed and we're having to stand? Because we need a breakthrough today. We need an answer today. We need something to happen today. But yet we pray. And it seems like that answer didn't come today. We don't see the breakthrough today. We don't see it manifested according to what we know is the will of God, according to what we have heard is the will of God toward us, towards our family, towards our business, towards our health, do we then quit saying what God has said? Because oftentimes what happens is, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says that we grow weary in well-doing. But you know, in that same passage of Scripture, it says, do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you do not quit. You do not faint. You don't give up. I want to encourage you today. Don't grow weary. If you are feeling weary, I'm going to say this, because that's going to happen at times. I probably shouldn't have said don't grow weary. What I probably should have said was don't give up. Don't quit. Don't faint. Don't stop. Keep standing. Because you're going to see it. You're going to reap if you do not quit, if you do not faint. It doesn't say that you're not going to get weary. It just says that you, you won't reap. You can still reap and be weary, but you won't reap if you quit, if you back off, if you stop. That's what the Bible tells us. So I want to encourage you today. This message I'm calling, Get a New Grip. Get a New Grip. You know so important today that we get a grip 
on the things that God has said. You know, the Bible tells us to lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on these things that God has provided for us. We have to lay hold. We have to grab a hold of it. You know, Jesus taught his disciples and many people when he was teaching, he said, with how you get a hold of what you hear is how it's going to be measured back into your life. You know, that goes any way that you uh, understand. That means this. It means that whatever you hear, it could be that you hear something very negative and, and you might feel that, that negativity uh, trying to come into your life. Well, you, you don't need to get a hold of it as the end result. You know, the doctor might tell you that your life is over. There's nothing you can do. You know, your, uh, the economist might tell you that what you've invested in is going to fail, it's going to collapse, there's no hope. Well, you need to hear from God. That's what the world might say. But God might have a different answer. He has a different uh, direction for you. He might, have, he might tell you to stay in it. Don't faint because what I have promised is going to come to pass. While the world's telling you to quit, to stop. But then you watch how God moves. I want to encourage you today. We're going to get a new grip today. We're going to get a hold of what God has said. Turn in your Bible just for a moment. I want to start this off in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. We're going to begin reading in verse 13. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Jewish people. No, whoa, no, that's not what it says. It says the Gentiles. Through Jesus Christ... You see that? It says that the blessing of Abraham might come on what? The Gentiles. On who? The Gentiles. That's us. Through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I tell you, that is so important. You know, I like what verse 13 says when it begins. It's a very important scripture because read at the very beginning. It says, Christ has redeemed us. That word that second word there following Christ is past tense. You see that? Christ has redeemed us, hath redeemed us. That is a past tense word. That means if you have passed, then you are passed from. That means if this is in the past, then you are over that. You're beyond that. That is in the past. It's not something that he's going to do. It's something he has done. You're not waiting to be redeemed. You are redeemed. See, oftentimes people say, well, one day I'll be redeemed in eternity after I pass from this earth. Then redemption will, will happen. But as long as I'm in this earth right now, that's not for me. It's for eternity. Oftentimes it's taught and it's, it's so wrong in the body of Christ today, when you hear teachings that tell us that what God has done for us is not for today, it's not for now, but it's for some time later on. There's nowhere in the Bible you're going to see that understanding that it's only for what is uh, later on. No, no. The Bible tells us that right now the blessing of Abraham comes upon the Gentiles. And he's not, and if you read the blessings and the curses. In Deuteronomy, you're going to find out those blessings have something to do with what happens to you right now in this life and in the life to come. That's the, how good God is. It's not just about 
what happens later on in life, but what happens right now. The Bible says, look in verse 26 with me, if you will. Verse 26. It says, For you are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, I want you to, I'm going to stop just for a moment. Just, the Lord just brought to my remembrance. If, if you look at this, who did he write this to? To the churches of Galatia. This wasn't to the church, uh, the Jewish church in, in Jerusalem. This is to the church in Galatia. See, oftentimes we start thinking that, uh, well, this is for the Jewish people. It's not for us. This is the promises towards them, not for us. That's who he is speaking to. No, he's speaking to us. He's speaking to those who uh, are not Jewish necessarily. But God has a covenant with the Jew and the Gentile. Look at this. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That is, if your faith is in Christ Jesus. Verse 27, for as many as of you as have been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to God. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, which is now. I added that because that's what that promise is now. Glory to God. Isn't that good news? If you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You see how that he defined who are Christ, though? He defined, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. He defines who are the children of God. Those, verse 27, as many of you have been baptized into Christ, has put on Christ. See, he defines who they are. Glory to God. If that's you today, then you are the seed of Abraham. And you're an heir according to the promise. So those promises that came upon the uh, heirs of Abraham is upon you as well. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing of the children of his seed is upon you as well. Isn't that good news? Glory to God. I tell you, that, that ought to help somebody today. That ought to clear up some thoughts there. You know, it seems as though, though the average Christian doesn't know this. Oftentimes they say uh, there is nothing for here and now, but it's all for eternal life. That those promises that are for the here and now, for the Jewish people, which is very unique. It's kind of confusing when you start thinking of it like that according to the Word of God. But when you begin to read the Word of God and you know the Word of God and you understand what you have in Christ. See, the Bible says that this covenant and the fulfillment of these promises is not based upon the old covenant, but based upon the new covenant because of the blood of Jesus Christ, not of bloods of bulls and goats, but his own blood. Glory to God. I tell you, that is so important today. The Bible says he made it as a promise, sealed it with the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no greater understanding that we can have except that what God did in Christ for us will benefit us today and it will benefit us for eternity. You know, 1 Timothy 4.8 says it like this. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. What does he mean by godliness? He's talking about those in Christ. 
He's talking about the children of God. That is what he's referring to. He's talking about when we are in the Spirit, when we walk in the Spirit, when we put on the Spirit, when we live according to that which we have been baptized in into his death. We've been, we reckon ourselves to be of newness of life today as a child of the living God. That's godliness. Godliness, the Bible says, is profitable. See, being a Christian is profitable. You know, I, I've witnessed to people and, and they say, well, you know, uh, I, I just don't want to quit. I don't want to give up anything to serve God, so to speak. I'm going to tell you something. You're not giving anything up to serve God. You're just, let me tell you what you're giving up. You're giving up the curse. You're giving up how that when you sow your seed, you get little back. With little return in life, you're going to get something greater, the Bible says, profitable. Profitable. Isn't that good news? Glory to God. We need to get it on the inside of our spirit. We need to begin to think of it like this. We need to begin to say it. We need to begin to pray it. You're going to begin to see things change. If you begin to say what you say, what you see in this world, or you might feel the cares and the pressures of this life coming upon you, and you begin to get in agreement in your prayer, in your confession, in your mind, with, you know, things like, well, you know, nothing ever turns out well for me. Well, you know, I, I'm just, I, that's for somebody else, but not for me. Well, you're talking like the world today. That's not what, a, what we have in Christ. We need to begin to say what God says. We need to believe what God says. We need to begin to understand who we are, that you are a child of the living God. You are heirs according to the promise. You are a Abraham's seed, and the promises of blessing is upon your life. You are not under the curse. You have been delivered from the curse, and you are blessed by God because of Jesus Christ, because you are in Christ, because that that. You have become the heirs of promise, heirs of the promise of God. I like what 2 Peter chapter 1 says. 2 Peter chapter 1, we're talking about we're going to get a new grip today. Come on, we're going to get a new grip. We're going to take hold of some things today. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, As his divine power, has given to us all things that what pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Just leave that up there for a moment. What does it say? Both of those scriptures I read you said that godliness is profitable in this life now, here, and that which is to come. 2 Peter 1.3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. If godliness profits all things uh, having promise of life that now is and of that which is to come, then the same godliness that is referred to in 2 Peter 1.3 here, which he says that by his divine power he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, that same profitableness that he's referring to when it comes to godliness in the life that now is and the life is to come is exactly what he's talking about in Peter here. He says, how does this come? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. 
Well, what is that knowledge? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 6, again, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, just for a moment there, but Matthew 6, verse 33 says, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. He even went as far as to say, don't take no thought. Don't be anxious. Don't be so concerned about everything that the world is concerned about, what you're going to wear, what you're going to put on, where you're going to live, how all of these things are going to happen. Now, when you get things in right perspective according to the promise and the seed and the blessing that is upon your life that God has, through his divine power, he's given to you, when you begin to understand what you've been given, what you have today, we need to get it in our prayer. We need to get it in our mouth. We need to get it in, in line with our mind. We need to think according to this way. You might feel weary today. You might feel like you're growing weary in well-doing. Well, listen. If you'll continually pray, continually obey God, continually say what God says, and when you begin to speak into that, you begin to sow into that, you begin to look into the face of your giant today, and you begin to say, no, today your head's going to be cut off. Today, I'm, I'm not going to hide behind a rock from you no more. You're very loud Giant, you might be screaming at me, telling me you're going to feed my carcass and all. No, today I'm going to run at you with my mouth open, and I'm going to speak to that mountain, tell it to be cast into the sea. I'm not doubting in my heart, but I'm going to believe that those things will come to pass, and I'm going to have whatsoever I say in the name of Jesus, because God purchased it for me through his own blood. This isn't about greed. It's not even about need. It's about covenant. It's about what God has done in Christ. It's not according to those things. No, it's about what he purchased for us that we do not look at it as something that was just a small thing and a light thing. No, it was real big. It was very important and very great. And we, as believers in God and according to what he has done for us in Christ, we need to take a grip, a hold of that. We need to lay hold on that. And we begin to say out of our mouth. We begin to pray out of our mouth. We begin to rejoice out of our mouth. We begin to sow out of our lives. We begin to act and obey according to that. We begin to stand firm according to the promises of God who has purchased them through his own blood for us. And we begin to receive that. Oh, this is so important today that we need to get a new grip. Take hold of this. We need to change the way we think. The Bible says we need to renew our mind. Put on the new man who was created in Christ Jesus, righteous and holy before God. That is who you are today. Say, so well, I don't see myself that way. Well, first of all, you're seeing yourself outside of who you really are in Christ. But we have to identify ourselves with what God has done. We begin to believe what God has done. That means there's going to be some things you're probably going to have to speak to yourself about who you are, about what God has done for you, that it is, yes, it's mine. That is who I am. I am who God says I am. I'm not who uh, my, uh, somebody else told me or what this world says I am by my education or by, by the value of, of what I own or what I have. No, I am more valuable than that. It cost heaven everything for me, for the price that was paid for me. Jesus paid that. No man can do that. No government can do that. No economy can adjust it, your value to who, what you are and who you are. You're an eternal being. The things of this world are temporal and subject to be changed, and they will be changed. And you will be changed one day in a twinkling of an eye. 
the Bible says. And you'll take upon yourself the very glorious immortality which is already in you for who you are today. You see, we need to begin to identify ourselves differently. Jesus said in Luke 6, 38, when we begin to see ourselves correctly, when we begin to see ourselves as Christ has purchased and what he has done for us and what we have received in him, when we take a hold of that, because listen, there's a lot of pressure in life. There's a lot of things that come and we get weary. I want to encourage you today. Take a new grip. Thank you for listening to today. If you're wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.